to be very specific, it is a construct which emerged when the the, the <coughs> New Economist magazine two years ago um, put a uh, published a front cover of uh, which said Africa Rising, and it was interesting because this is the same uh, magazine that about a decade earlier had described the African continent as the hopeless continent. And it is really in response to their realization that um, several African economies have grown exponentially, that seven of the ten largest economies, and well, and, and fastest growing economies, I should say, are on the African continent. Mm. I think it's also in response to the, to the manner in which many African countries have been able to manage our own internal contradictions, governance contradictions, Etc. Um, and then I think that this, all of this, has given us the opportunity to realise uh, much more of our not even our potential, but to to come to the position that really has been our that really is is our portion. We really should have been leading our our, our countries should have been leading economies very many years ago. Remember also that this is we, we spent about 20 years in a horrible cycle of impo- of debt as imposed by the IMF and the World Bank, etc. Mm. And also as a result of structural adjustment programs. Mm. So fortunately, that era has ended. Um, a lot of countries either received so-called debt forgiveness yeah. or just stopped paying those debt payments and have been able to, to, ex- to use their national fiscus and distributed and diverted towards national development planning. And I think for this reason, several African countries mm. are reaping excellent fruits. Yeah. It's interesting that you're mentioning that because um, in the discussion document, it also mentions that trade with, uh, in Africa with the rest of the world, it has ballooned, you know, with uh, inflation dropping, uh, foreign debt has declined, whereas labor productivity has improved. Unemployment is said to have declined with the proportion of the working population with low income having decreased. What does that say about us as Africa? Well, I think it, it really dovetails very nicely to what I um, I was alluding to just previously, that certainly many of many governments have been able to divert national fiscus mm. towards more development and national planning. Mm. <coughs> oh, my word, excuse me. Um, Towards more development. Sorry, uh, maybe, maybe let, let's start all over again. Um, I'll, I'll ask the question and then you start with your response. Okay. Yes. With with trade having uh, trade with the rest of the world ha- having ballooned, you know, inflation dropped, uh, foreign debt having declined, uh, labor productivity having improved, with unemployment declining, and the proportion of the working population with low income having uh, decreased. What's that? Th- what does that say about us as Africa? Yes, so it really means um, potentially that we, it, it, it links very well to the points that I made previously, but mainly that several countries have been able to divert their national fiscuses differently. More and more countries are, are, are trying to invest in different forms of infrastructure, rather, whether it's you know physical infrastructure, roads, um, Wi-Fi, Internet, specifically the East African bloc, um, Ethiopia, Rwanda, Kenya, and to some extent Tanzania and Uganda, where amazing things have really occurred in the IT 
um, sector, which has really begun to revolutionize the way business is done, but has also led the way. And in that is Kenya has given the world in Kesa, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and we have now borrowed it and, and called it Cash Send, e-wallet, etc. And this is an innovation which certainly the rest of the world, the Western world, has now begun to, to borrow. So I think that these sorts of innovations have really begun to 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 show that um, this, when, when given the opportunity without um, uh, Western interference of wars, um, Western interference of debt, um, and, and different kinds of undermining of our national government and financial structures, mm-hmm. things can move at, a, at quite a healthy pace. Although I have to disagree with some of the Africa Development Bank uh, statistics yeah. regarding unemployment and also regarding um, poverty indices. Um, I think that the people who are living in absolute poverty, even though there may be a, a minimal reduction, I think that we, we cannot pop the champagne. Several, 80% of, the, of, of people who who work on this continent, work in, in, the, in, in, the, in the parallel economy, mm. in economies which are often unprotected or which are often, um, you know, people will say informal, but they don't work per se in formal economies where they will have more labor protection, mm. where they will have more protection in terms of benefits, mm. where they will have more protection in terms of um, mm. injury and, and sickness, etc. So I think that um, certainly are a lot of, we need to deal with our economies as they are. And the, the truth is that we have, number one, a very youthful, a very youthful, uh, and, 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 and youthful uh, population which mm-hmm. needs to find means to be unemployed, which needs to be educated, which needs to, to join the, 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 the productive market mm-hmm. and the productive sector, but we also have a very different form of um, economics where a lot of people either work in the parallel economies or they reside in both the formal and the parallel economies and, and, and use the parallel economy mm-hmm. to subsidize sometimes low economies in the mainstream so we have a very complex economy yes ma'am one of one of what the the the, the topics that um, the pointers that the the discussion document makes is that there's a projection that africa's collective gdp is expected to almost double by mid 2020 and the same mm. is expected um, of consumer spending but yet again you also spoke about you know, unprotected labor and whatnot. There's also an indication in the discussion document that one of the challenges that is facing Africa is offshoring that is starting to reach Africa, mm-hmm. whereas um, China is climbing uh, the manufacturing sophistication with some companies considering African countries for relocation. In search of cheap labor, do we need to be worried? Yeah, so I think there are two things um, that perhaps you are asking. Yeah. Um, the first is that um, in relation to the, 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 the labor market and the consumer capacities, mm. again, I think that um, we need to get the, one of the, the anchors of the Africa Rising narrative is, is, is a supposedly growing middle class. Certainly, there are definitional problems with what the middle class has been characterized as mm. in terms of spending power and earning capacity. Mm. Um, and it, it's really a very small amount that um, has been characterized. I mean, you know, five, it amounts to four or five thousand rands a month or something like uh, between, you know, five dollars a day and above. 
as middle class. And I think certainly that's really um, hardly 50 rands or 70 rands a day. That can hardly be characterized as a middle class expenditure. Uh, and I think that we are mischaracterizing what the middle class is. And as a result, we are mischaracterizing the rise in consumer spending. The people who are spending are the growing, small but growingly significant number of upper the elite class who are able to bolster their income, who have money in different parts of the world, who have um, resources in different industries and sectors, and who have the, the liquidity to buy Gucci, to buy designer products, and to live the sorts of lifestyles which enable them to go abroad and, and have an acquired very different and very um, cosmopolitan taste. Mm. This is not the, this is certainly not a mainstream reality mm. for most people who live on the African continent. Yeah. Now, most people on the African continent are the ones who are working in very precarious labor conditions, and I think that. Um, <clears throat> To be frank, I'm very concerned that we are uh, with the offshoring of labor, not only labor, uh, labor of labor practices as well, because it, it, it suggests and implies that the already strained and the already congested labor market in this country is in fact being um, strained further and compromised further by rather large amounts of particularly Chinese companies who prefer to hire Chinese uh, Chinese nationals in different countries and set up factories almost enclaves of a Chinese experience but in different countries which is extremely which is extremely problematic um, and it's also problematic in terms of labor governance national governance environmental governance um, because they often do not respect you know labor problems. They often, um, their factories often emit far above legal, you know, the legal standards, um, you know, and, and, and give off toxic airs, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that we, we should be very circumspect mm -hmm. in our understanding of what um, offshore labor means and also in what, what our new consumerism is. Mm -hmm.